Welcome to the Success Starts Within podcast, a podcast dedicated to teaching you all the tools and techniques you need to master the mental game and take your performances to the next level. Here's your host, Eli Straw. In this training, we're going to talk about the top 10 reasons why you fear failing. Now, the fear of failure is one of the main mental game challenges that can keep you as an athlete or a performer from being the best that you can be. Because when you fear failure, what's going to happen? Well, you're going to play timidly. You're going to be tiptoeing around your performances only because you are afraid to fail. Now, when we struggle with the fear of failure, we first have to identify, well, why am I actually fearing something in the first place, right? Where is this coming from? Once you can identify where it comes from, then you can begin working through that problem, and then that's ultimately going to help you really work through this fear of failure, and then be able to compete with confidence freely and like you know that you can. So what we're going to do with this training is identify those top 10 reasons why you fear failing to help you really come face to face with them so you can get a good understanding as to why is this fear present right now. So the first one is going to be perfectionism. As a perfectionist, you are striving to be perfect. But the worst part about perfectionism is that you never actually feel this this feeling of, hey, I was perfect today. You're always going to feel like you could have done more. Even if you were a baseball player and you're 5 for 5, for example, you're going to find something else that you could have done better. Maybe you were 5 for 5, yet one of them was a single, and you're like, man, I could have hit a double, or you could have hit a triple or a home run or whatever. But what you realize as a perfectionist is that it's really this way of thinking that I can do more. I'm not good enough. The reason that being a perfectionist happens in the first place, I think, is that as athletes and performers, naturally, what do you want? Naturally, you want to do better. You want to get better. You want to continue to improve. And you think, if I all of all the time am looking for what did I do wrong, how can I be better, well, that's going to help me improve. But you have to be careful because when this kind of shifts into this idea of I wasn't good enough, then that actually takes a hit to your confidence. Why this leads to the fear of failure is because when you feel like you were not good enough time and time again, that is a terrible feeling. It lowers your confidence. You feel very negative about yourself. Then you ultimately begin fearing failure because of that feeling. But also you fear failure because failure means you weren't perfect. Even if you make some small mistake, that means you were not perfect that game. So if you're struggling with perfectionism, it becomes very evident why then you're probably also struggling with the fear of failure. Number two is shame. Shame is a powerful emotion and ultimately it's just going to tear you down and it's going to strip away your confidence and your self-worth. Now, after a failure, it's very easy to feel ashamed of yourself. It's easy to feel like, man, I'm embarrassed. I don't want to show my face at practice. I don't want to go to school the next day. That's all because you are tying up your identity into your performance, which is very easy to do. But why does this then lead to the fear of failure? Well, if this happens one time, let's say one time you have a bad game and you feel shame. Do you really want to experience that again? If this shame is such a powerfully negative emotion, don't you think your mind is going to try to avoid that? And how can you avoid it? Well, you're going to be petrified and terrified of making a mistake. So you're going to move about your performances and your practices very timidly and afraid to make mistakes simply based off this idea that if I fail, if I make a mistake, I'm going to feel shame. Number three is negative self-talk. Now, the way that you speak to yourself, whether we're talking about before a game, during a game, after a game, it has a very direct influence on the way that you feel. 
So if after a game, let's say, or after a mistake, you start speaking to yourself very negatively because of the mistakes you made and the failures that you saw yourself as having, that's going to then lead, just like with shame, to you feeling badly. Now, once again, this starts to happen. It happens over and over again. Ultimately, you're going to lead to feeling like I can't make a mistake because of how much I'm going to beat myself up over it. And therefore, you start to fear that reaction that your mind has to making a mistake, so then you're going to develop fear of failure. In addition to this, negative self-talk can actually lead to fear of failure if you're constantly thinking things like, I, I, I've got to do this. I don't want to make a mistake. I can't lose this game. I can't make another error. If I make an error, my stats are going to drop. If I miss this shot, then we're going to lose the game, right? Any of that kind of thinking during a game or even during practice, that's going to contribute to the fear of failure since you are speaking to yourself in a way that is fearful. Even those words of, I have to do this, I have to perform well. Well, what does that mean? It means if I don't perform well, something bad's going to happen. Therefore, it's very easy to see how when you speak negatively to yourself, this ultimately leads in you developing this fear of failure. Next is going to be the negative impact that failing has on your goals. And this is a very honest and real one, especially if you're in high school, college, and really no matter what you're doing, you likely have goals within your sport. They may be goals for this specific season to get a certain stat line. They may be goals to move on and play in college. They may be goals to move on and play professionally. If you're in middle school, maybe it's just to simply make the varsity team. You could be on JV right now and you say, hey, I want to make the varsity team. Those are your future goals. When you make a mistake, that means that you might not necessarily get to your goal. While this is a very overgeneralization, right? If you make a mistake in a game, in one game, that doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to be able to reach your goals. What your mind does, however, is in that moment, you start to think about this like it's a catastrophe. And you're saying, oh my gosh, I made this mistake. I'm never going to be able to make it. I'm never going to be able to reach my goals. So when you think, hey, I can't make mistakes because I want to reach my goals, then right there you start to see how it's very easy to adopt this fear. If that idea of I can make mistakes because it's going to help me learn and it's actually going to help me reach my goals, if that was there, then you wouldn't also simultaneously have this really deep-seated fear of failing. And next we have social approval. Social approval within sports means that you're worried about what other people are thinking. This one is, is very common because who doesn't want their coaches to think they're good? Who doesn't want their teammates to think they're good? Who doesn't want their parents to think they're good? Their girlfriend, boyfriend, or whomever is watching in the stands to think they're good, right? Everybody who's an athlete or performer has that desire for other people to think that they're good. When that's just a simple desire, that's okay, but when it becomes this need for their approval, that's where it becomes dangerous. You start to think that I'm only a good player if I get recognition from other people. If I fail, they're not going to think that I'm a good player, right? You start to see things very black and white, and you begin to become fearful of making a mistake because you don't want to lose the esteem of other people. And then next, when you fail, sometimes you can think that this is going to cause someone else stress. I see this a lot with athletes and their parents. When your parents are paying for everything, they're driving you to tournaments, they are taking you to trainings after school until you get your license, right? If, they're, if you're in college, they're tr driving and they're coming to watch you play. If you feel like they are very invested in you as an athlete or a performer, what do you think is going to happen if you fail? Well, it's very natural to take on the belief that if I fail, my parents are going to be stressed out because they are invested in my goals. So that's one. 
Another one can be your coaches. You can feel like, if I don't play well today, if I fail, my coaches are going to be stressed out and they're going to be mad at me. So very much similar to social approval, this is where you're focused on other people, right? You're focused on, I have to perform well so that someone else is okay. It's very easy then to adopt this fear of failure because you don't want to let somebody else down. You don't want to cause your parents stress. You don't want to cause your coaches or even your teammates stress, right? So then you begin to fear failing. Next, we have taking failure too personally. Now, who doesn't take failure personally, right? It's, it's very natural to say, I was a failure. I made a mistake that game and to feel very beat up over it. But this goes back to earlier in the training when I was talking about wrapping your identity up in your performance. So when I'm saying taking failure too personally, I mean your honest self-worth, the way that you see yourself goes up and down with how you play. It's not an objective way of saying, oh yeah, I made a mistake. That's fine. Just It happened on the field. It happened on the court, whatever. It's And I can't even look myself in the mirror because of the mistake I made. And now for people who haven't experienced this, this may seem silly and you think, well, how can a game really lead to you feeling that way? But if you've ever experienced this, you know how painful it can be to wake up the next day after a bad game just completely ashamed of yourself and and you don't even want to show your face at practice or in school because you're embarrassed. That's all because you have allowed this mistake, this quote-unquote failure, to be taken too personally. If you took it more objectively, if you saw it more as just a lesson, right, a learning experience, an opportunity to grow as a player and a person, then you wouldn't then take it as a hit to who you are. You would see it as a tool, right, a resource, an opportunity, which is exactly what mistakes should be. But when you take it too personally and it means that I'm not good enough, then it's very, very likely that moving forward you're going to adopt this fear of failure. Then we have low self-confidence. When you have low self-confidence, this means you are doubting yourself. You're doubting your abilities. You're doubting your ability to succeed repeatedly. When you have that self-doubt present, simultaneously you're very likely to have fear of failure present. Since you are worried, it goes back to the self, the negative self-talk where you're worried and you're thinking, I have to do well. I can't make a mistake. And you're focused on the outcome so much simply because... On a very basic level, you're lacking that self-confidence. You're lacking that belief in yourself that says, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay because I know that I have the skills necessary to succeed. Let's go get it. I'm ready to succeed because I believe that I can. And that really stems from self-confidence. Then number nine is critical parents and coaches. Good criticism is very beneficial to you. But when this criticism becomes nitpicking and somebody really just getting on you and and leading to you feeling like you weren't good enough, that can be very dangerous. Now, sadly, we cannot change the way that our parents are or change the way that our coaches are. Your coaches, for example, if you have a very negative and critical coach who you don't like, you have the option to move. However, I'm never one to suggest leaving right away because you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, Can I be handling this a different way? Am I blaming other people? So this one's a very uh, tricky one because I don't really like saying, hey, let's blame external sources. Oh, it's because of my parents. Oh, it's because of my coaches. What you have to realize is that even if it is, even if it is due to your coaches or due to your parents, right, they're being very critical, it's your reaction that is leading to your fear of failure. It's not saying that it's, it's not their fault. It's saying that you have a responsibility to react better. Now, this is very, very powerful because 
If it really was completely everybody else's fault, you have to change environments. And what are you going to do if your parents are really invested in your sport and you can't get rid of your parents, right? They very, they care about you. They're the ones driving to practice. You love that part of them which which cares about you and cares about your success. Yet simultaneously, they're overly critical. That leads to the fear of failure. Well, you have to recognize that if you hold the responsibility because of how you're reacting, equally, you hold the responsibility and the power to react differently, to do something about it. So right now, if you have critical parents, if you have critical coaches, that can be a main reason why you're struggling with this fear of failure. But then you have to look to yourself and say, well, how do I change that? How can I react a little bit differently? How can I reframe what they're saying to where I don't then have that fear moving forward? And lastly, number 10 is trauma. Trauma is an interesting thing within sports because we don't often associate a bad game with a traumatic experience. But time and time again, I've seen this in my life. I see it with the athletes I work with. If you have a negative experience when you're younger, it's very likely that that is then going to trigger this fear of failure because it is a traumatic emotional experience. If you get yelled at in front of your teammates, you're going to feel embarrassed. You're going to feel very negative. It's going to be very emotional. So it's easy then to carry that with you and you start adopting this idea that I can't make a mistake because I don't want to be embarrassed again. I don't want to feel so much shame. I don't want to beat myself up anymore. Maybe you choke in a very important moment. What's going to happen moving forward if you're in a similar situation? Well, you're going to fear failure probably because you have that traumatic experience of letting the team down, letting your school down, letting yourself down, letting your coaches down, right? So trauma can have a very powerful impact on this fear of failure because if you have a negative experience, a negative emotional experience, then you're going to want to avoid that. How do you avoid it? Well, you fear failure because you don't want to make mistakes. You don't want to repeat that traumatic experience. So those are the 10 reasons why you may be fearing failure. Those 10 right there, they are so important to understand because if you can identify even one, maybe two or three of them that are affecting you right now, then you you can begin working on them. For example, if you have negative self-talk, then you need to work on improving your self-talk. If you have perfectionist tendencies, then you need to work on overcoming perfectionism. So what I've done in the description below is I have a link to different articles that go through all 10 of these, and they show you how you can handle a negative coach, a negative team environment, how you can build positive self-talk, how you can increase self-confidence, how you can handle this shame, how you can build your self-worth. So all the positive areas that you need to begin working on strengthening your mindset against these top 10 reasons why you fear failing that will work on overcoming the fear of failure moving forward. So like I said, all of those are linked in the description below. Thank you for listening and I wish you the best of success in all that you do. If you want to hear more mental game tips, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the Success Starts Within YouTube channel, follow Eli on Instagram, the handle is at Eli Straw, and subscribe to our weekly newsletter, at successstartswithin.com.